Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Hello, this is Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 24th of November 2020. Fucking hell. How are you guys feeling? Thanks for listening, man. Thanks for coming through, checking up on me. I like that. Um, I'm feeling pretty good, to be honest. I'm feeling very excited for the future. Um, just today I went and had a meeting with the, uh, guy who books like all the bands for the workers club in Fitzroy and, uh, I've locked in all Mondays in December for, this is an announcement. I might as well cue the drum roll chief. <laughs> what kind of drum roll is that? I need a gun. I need to buy a gun in here to, when I make announcements so I can shoot a gun. Uh, and add, you know, just I feel like any respectable podcaster should just have a gun. <laughs> and when you announce good shit on the podcast, you'll... Pow, pow, um, also, if I had a gun, I'd be able to shoot the motherfucking, what are they called? Possums that are always digging in my goddamn garden. I'd be able to shoot them. I'd be able to shoot possums from like, I wouldn't even have to get out of bed <laughs> to shoot possums. If I had a handgun, I could just fucking sit in bed, hear them running along the fence, lean over, just shoot straight through the window. The window's smashing. We all know that. The window's absolutely... If I had a gun, that window's gone in six hours. <laughs> Smash the window, boom, and just fucking dead raccoon, and it wouldn't even... Raccoon? Fuck. Uh, uh, what did I call it? Squirrel. Uh, nematode. Um, uh, John Terry. Um, fuck, what are they called again? Possums, dead possum. It had fallen in the neighbor's yard. It wouldn't even fall into my yard. Anyway, the announcement is um, four shows at the Workers Club on Monday, every Monday in December. First one on the 7th. And uh, it's locked in, man. I'm fucking beyond excited. I cannot wait to put some shows on. I hope the guy was just like a great chat. Wait, let me have a sip of tea here. Let me, hey, can you guys just relax and let me have a fucking sip of tea? Oh, it burns my throat in the best possible way. <sighs> yeah, the guy was a great chat. Um, it just. It seemed like he kind of said, you know, they'd tried to had comedy, had, they'd tried to had, ugh, they tried to have comedy, half before, and he said the pattern that they have had was the person's really excited, first show doesn't go well, and then they just kind of go MIA. And um, I know who it was around the last show, and I think it's weird that they did that because I know that person and... I mean, they're a new comic, but like, I know, I don't think of them as someone, like, I would think that they would want to do, well, I don't know, it doesn't speak well, it's a weird thing to do, isn't it? To go like, I'm going to do this thing, and then the first one doesn't go well, and you're like, oh, <laughs> it's just like, you're a coward. You are a massive coward. You fucking know who you are who ran the last show at the workers. It's weird. I don't know. I thought better of that person. I was like, this person's got a little something about him, and uh, 
to hear that they did that, you know, it's just like, well, you fucking, you're a coward. I'm into dismissing people this week. That's what I'm into. Um, I'll talk more about that in a bit. Anyway, whatever. I am. I. I. I guess it's weird that that happened, but it's also good for me because I'm gonna fucking run the. Sh- I'm gonna throw everything at these shows. Imagine if in a month I was like, man, the shows didn't go good. I reckon I'm just not gonna return their emails. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'm a coward. We're about to find out, I guess. I shouldn't. Let he who is without sin cast the first rock. And um, i got a pocket full of rocks, baby, but I need to check for sins. You got any sins in that pocket full of rocks there, brother? Not sure. Have a look. And then maybe you can get chucking. (sighs) I really am excited that the gig's going to be at the Workers' Club because, and here's why I get a little bit emotional and nostalgic. No, the Workers for me was just such an important joint when I moved to Melbourne. Like when I moved, it was the first place that I, it was like, I don't know if you guys do this when you go somewhere. Like if you're on holiday or, I mean, if you go on holiday, right, you go on holiday and you're like, I'm going to Italy to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And it's not that you care about the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It's just somewhere to arrive, to go to when you get to Italy. Otherwise, you're just like, well, I'm in Italy. Like, you need a thing to do. And when I moved to Melbourne, I the here's what the workers, here's what the workers means to me. <laughs> when I moved to Melbourne, I booked a night. I think I booked two weeks in the cheapest hostel I could find, which was on Little Burke and King. It was called the Melbourne Connection Backpackers Hostel and there was fleas and the night manager had a broken leg. And then um, I was like printed out like 60 resumes and I was like, I'm just going to go hand resumes in at every fucking place that I can see that has a bar where I could bartend at. And um, the one kind of thing that I had in the distance to shoot for, much like the Leaning Tower of Pisa if you're going to Italy or the Colosseum or, I don't know, Italian football or pasta or someone's nonna or whatever other reasons you go to Italy. My version of that for Melbourne was my friends from Adelaide who had moved over in the six months preceding my move. I had heard that they were all working at the workers' club. And I remember going on that first day to the workers and here's a crazy thing. I was telling this story to someone recently that the difference between Adelaide and Melbourne in terms of the pub and bar scene is in Adelaide, if you have a liquor license, you just like there's only a few places that aren't trying to ring that for everything it's worth. There's no bar scene, you know, like oh, I mean actually, you know what, I speak, I've been speaking out of turn. I've said enough bad things about Adelaide. I'm going to bitch about Adelaide more in a second. <laughs> This is one of the fuck Adelaide episodes on my podcast. Um, So when I left Adelaide, all the venues were either like nightclubs where you go as an 18-year-old to drink and take drugs and try and make out with people or there were bars or so there were like pubs that were just open all day and you can get lunch from like 11 till 2 and then the kitchen shuts until like 6. That's but the bar's still open, but the kitchen is shut because there's just not enough custom in the day. There's like fucking pubs in the main central area of Adelaide. I'm thinking of like the Austral, 
I'm thinking of that fucking other place, the Griffins, where just the kitchen shuts because there's not enough people going to the pub on a weekday. And Melbourne doesn't have that. And what Adelaide couldn't support at the time that I had to wrap my head around was a bar like the Workers Club that doesn't need to open for lunch because it doesn't need that money because enough people are just going out to a bar on any night of the week. So they open at like four in the afternoon. That in Adelaide at the time was kind of unheard of. Um, You know, I'm probably lying. There probably just were places like that, but I didn't know them. Anyway, so... I go to the workers club and it was like three in the afternoon and uh, I assumed they would be open because I thought it was going to be like the pubs that I knew in Adelaide and I got there and I looked in and I could see my mates having a staff meeting like all sat around in the pub but they weren't close enough and I hadn't really warned them that I was coming so I couldn't like knock on the window so I just kind of I'd come from Adelaide to Melbourne nine hours on a bus to get to a window and see like three of my friends and just be like well I guess I'll just I guess I'll just see him round because I just didn't have the confidence to knock on the thing and be like, hey, I moved to Melbourne. So they were just like five meters away and I was like, oh well, uh, that's that. I guess I'm on my own. But um they were all working there. I ended up getting a different job um at Yaya's on Smith Street and uh those guys after, you know, I did run, I like messaged one of them and, and started going to the workers. That's where I met uh, the first girl that I dated when I was in Melbourne and like the Monday night there with all the fucking cheap drinks and shit. I used to go there all the time. I worked on the door there for a bit and then I was like bussing there. I was a cleaner there. This is like 2012, 13, even 14. I used to clean there three times a week and uh, there was like a bunch of management changes and I did festival shows there four nights of my uh best forgotten festival show 36 hours which was all about how i took acid on easter sunday in 2011 and it lasted for 36 hours and it wasn't a good show but i did that there i what the point is is i got a lot of history with that place especially in my first two year stint living in melbourne and uh, I said that to the guy that I was talking to today and it's just like it's so fucking cool to be able to run something at, at a place like that that I feel like I have this real connection to. So I'm very excited for that and I would like you guys to come to those shows. It's going to be it's gonna be called The New Normal. Um, I think that's a cool name, The New COVID Normal, you know, but without the word COVID in there because that would make it naff and I'm not a naff boy. I'm actually pretty fucking cool, all right? It's going to be called The New Normal and I've, I reckon I'm going to do this for the poster. I'll have uh, a picture of Dan Andrews standing at the podium wearing his North Face jacket with the MC every week with their face over his face <laughs> and then just names down the side of who else was on the show, you know, The New Normal, um, Workers Club, whatever, every Monday. <laughs> I think that'll be cool So yeah, it was a sick meeting Pumped about that I went camping on the weekend Which was uh, Which was Oh darling The camping I must say Was just divine I learned a lot about myself uh, Going camping With a lady that I've been seeing How cool is that? Really learning how to share my life with someone um, My life or a weekend Let's not get carried away <laughs> my life or dinner 
Um, here's something I learned about myself because we were planning that we didn't really plan the trip. It was just a kind of thrown together. Let's do it. And um, we uh, start of the week. We we're just like, yeah, let's go fucking camping next week. We can do that. We are allowed. Hey, listen. We're allowed. You know where I think I get that from? I reckon I get that. You know how I often will like go uh, like against some imaginary voice that isn't actually present and start fight. I reckon I get that from my mum. I've just realised that my mum does this thing where she'll go like, um, she'll go like, you know what, Aiden? I just I just like to go for a walk in the morning. That's just what I like to do. And you know what? I reckon if anyone has a problem with that, I think they that's just their problem because that's what I like to do. I just like to go for a walk in the morning. And if anyone doesn't like that, well, I just think they're a little bit silly. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. <laughs> She's like fighting against and it's like, Mum, no one said that you can't go for a walk in the morning. <laughs> just do it. No one cares. <laughs> Well, okay, but I just, uh, you know, I just think that I, I just think that's great. I think that's great, Aiden, to go for a walk in the morning. <laughs> and I've been laughing at her for that for years, and I just realised now that I fucking do the same thing. What is that? Some sort of insecurity, deep-seated emotional issues, something that we can work on. Let's move through it. Anyway, so at the start of the week, um, we decide let's go camping. Hey. Oi, let's fucking go camping, yeah? Let's fucking, let's fucking go camping! And um, we picked the joint. Oh, I just see a big line on the fucking waveform in this. <laughs> Whoopsie. Sorry. Um, that was loud is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, so we go camping. We decide that we're going to do it, and then it gets through the week. We're, like, planning the shit out. We're going to go fucking, we're going to leave like on the Friday. But I just kept, I do this thing. This is what I'm going to talk about meditation, I think, in regards to this. Because what I've been doing in meditation recently, like this last week, I just went through some of my notes. Um, For the, like, what day am I on? I'm on day fucking 70 something. I've only missed one day. How sick is that? I did like 50 in a row. And then I missed one because I took some LSD. And I was like, you know what? Acid is just one long meditation, bruh. So I can skip today. And I got calamari. That was two weeks ago. Anyway, um, what I've been doing is, because he's always telling me, you know, Andy, Headspace Andy, is always telling me, uh, when I find a thought, just to note that thought, just to see what it's all about. Maybe have a little tickle of the thought, yeah. Have a little touch of it. Play with its balls, its testicles. Um, and he just said, he tells you to observe it and uh, and and see what it's about. I don't know. He's always saying observe the thought, right? And I, I always just kind of like, I, I think I for a while was caught up in the idea of like when I get a thought, note it and then go straight back to the breathing. But this week I've tried to be a bit more chill with it. And every time a thought comes rather than just going, all right, there's a thought and come back to the breathing, stop and actually do what he said. I think it's taken me this long to finally hear him and go, okay, I'm going to fucking analyze that thought, like see it. What is it? Ask the question of the thought. Do what he said. Tickle the thoughts balls, man. Touch its fucking nuts. <laughs> Lick its cock. <laughs> Suck a dick. 
God, what am I talking about? Um, like, okay, so for example, this week I got one where I was uh, one day I was meditating and um, I just started thinking about what I was going to do straight afterwards, which was like get a banana and like cut a couple slices of bread and then spread them with butter and peanut butter and eat them for breakfast. And I was like planning out what I was going to do. And I thought, right, I had this idea in my head that all of my thoughts were linked to some sort of anxiety. I kept writing in my meditation journal, that's a, that's anxious, that's anxiety, that's fear of not being good enough. And I was getting this one and I stopped and I examined the thought. I was like, what was that thought? That was me planning breakfast. It was me thinking about what I'm going to have for breakfast and, and planning it and, and just thinking about it. And I was like, oh, that's not linked to an anxiety at all. That's not – me planning breakfast isn't, you know, <laughs> inadequacy. That one, Aiden, is hunger, isn't it? We, what we have identified there is not an anxiety. It's a feeling. I'm hungry. I'm thinking about breakfast. It's crazy that that's took me such a long time that that's a revelation. Hey, <laughs> that's a revelation that I've had this week is when I'm thinking about food, that means I'm hungry. It doesn't mean that I hate my dad. Because <laughs> not everything is about my dad. <laughs> All right? So... <laughs> that was a cool one and so how that relates to camping is um we were doing the planning for camping and when i say we i mean i was planning and she was planning and we weren't talking to each other she had some ideas about what we we're going to do in the lead up you know what things we needed to get and actually she was doing a great job of telling me those things but then i had these plans in my head and i realized what i do is um I like to cram my life full of stuff because it makes me feel busy and that makes me feel like I'm working hard and and that's what I should be doing because I have to work hard or else I'm a piece of shit. And on Friday, we're leaving to do the fucking, you know, to go camping. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> um. So on Friday night, we're leaving because she was like, well, what if we go Saturday morning? I was like, nah, 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 let's go Friday night so then we can, nah, 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 <laughs> nah, 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 let's go Friday night so then we can drive and get there and set it up, but then we can go to sleep and wake up and we're already camping. You don't have to wake up and then go there. If you go there, then you go to sleep and then you wake up and you, you wake up and you're like, I'm camping. This is camping. <laughs> All that stuff before that was driving, but this, this is camping. And that's what I wanted for myself and for her because I care about her and I care about me too. So I was like, let's go to the thing and let's wake up. Let's, hey, I got an idea. Let's wake up camping. <laughs> so I was like, let's leave Friday night. And I had a gig Friday night at Voltaire. So the plan was I was going to work till probably five. That's like normally when I work till. Work till five and then I had a meeting with the guy from New Guernica um, that got pushed back from Thursday to Friday. So on Wednesday, the meeting was supposed to be on Thursday. The meeting was planned for Thursday. And then so I was saying to her, all right, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to finish work. She, and then um, I'm going to finish work. Then I'm going to do my gig. No, sorry. Let me start again. In my head, the plan was I'm going to go to work. I'm going to finish work. I'm going to go do my gig 
and then uh, we're going to drive to the thing. And at some point, she'll come along and be involved and then we'll be, you know what I mean? I hadn't really thought about it that much. And I definitely, as much as I hadn't thought about it, I also hadn't communicated anything to her. And then on Thursday, I just messaged her. She doesn't know any of this, that the plan is. She just knows we're driving there on Friday and I've got a gig and, and, and she's just trusting me that, that everything's going to be okay. And then on Thursday... I uh, I just message her and go, oh, that meeting that was on Thursday, it's moved, been moved to Friday now. <laughs> she doesn't know about the meeting. She doesn't know what this meeting is. I'm just, <laughs> here's her experience of fucking me and my, I don't know what the fuck this is, but at the start of the week, I've gone, let's go camping. <laughs> and 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 she's gone, do you want to leave Saturday? And I'm like, no, nah, let's leave Friday so then we can get there and then we can wake up camping, which is important. And then on Thursday, I go, by the way, that meeting that was supposed to be today, that's tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, what? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? And the whole time she's been going like, we're going to need a tent. We're going to need sleeping bags, uh, mats. Should we get mats or maybe not? And let's like organize this stuff. And we had a day on Wednesday. She brought around some stuff to mine and then we went shopping for the bits that we needed. So I guess that was a bit of planning. But like I just hadn't communicated my plan to her. And then I just halfway through the plan, I was like, the plan's changed. And she's like, I don't fucking know the plan. So she, this is what she did that was great. And this is where I'm now like stopping with myself and thinking is she just goes, hey, Aiden, can you just run me through what's happening on Friday? And I went, you know what? Yeah, I can here. And I did. And that's fucking communication. And I know I said I wouldn't talk about fucking personal shit. I'm trying to keep this as impersonal as possible. But isn't that cool to be able to talk to people? I realized here's what I was doing. I noticed that I was freaking out because I like to do this thing where I cram my day full of stuff because it makes me feel like I'm working hard. And I that day on Friday, I was like, all right, I'm going to go. I was cutting it all real fine. I like to I like to overpromise things that I – ah, this is what I realized. I like to commit to stuff because I don't want to let people down. So the meeting had been changed from Thursday to Friday. The guy was like, is that cool? And I want to be like, yes, because I want it to – I want to push the thing through so I can have the show – so I said, yep, even though in the back of my mind, I knew that actually that was going to cause a lot of me running around and I might have to get Ubers or something. <clears throat> and um, I just said yes to him. And I realized what I do is when I do that, if it's just me that's being affected, well, that's just my stress and that's just a dumb thing that I do to myself. And that's a problem because I shouldn't be putting myself under undue stress when I can just say no to something and schedule it at a different time that won't stress me out. But that's my thing about like squeezing shit in, always needing to feel like I'm fucking working hard. But as soon as there's another person involved in my plan, I'm not just doing that to myself, I'm doing that to them as well. And not only that, I'm not communicating what I'm doing. So I'm putting all this pressure on me and inadvertently on them, and I'm also not telling them what the game plan is. And that just must be very stressful as an experience for someone who's relying on me to do a thing. And I think that's what I've realized this week. Isn't that cool? That's the end of the story, I reckon. We went camping. It was great. <laughs> I mean, what do you want? We went camping. It was near... <clears throat> 
It was near a beach where we camped and in, in Inverloch in this fucking caravan park. One of the guys at TAFE, I told I told all the TAFE people who are all there, all like country heads, and I was like, oh, we're going camping, but we're going in a, we're going to set our tent up in a caravan park. And one of the guys was just like, well, that sounds awful. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, like, it's just our first time. I don't know, like, we're just going to do it and we'll see, you know, how it works after that. <laughs> Fucking, I got real defensive. I was like, I'm just doing it, all right? I was in the scouts. I know what I'm doing. I know what a guy rope is. Um, I don't know. Can't, yeah, we went up Wilson's prom. I took some pictures of people taking pictures. That's fucking exciting, isn't it? Maybe that I'll put that. Oh, there was one. So we went up, uh, I think it's Mount Oberon. I don't actually know where we went. She directed. She was like, I know where to go. And I was like, sick. I drove the car. She pointed in the places. And um, we walked up some hill and it overlooks like the bay and Wilson's Prom. I don't know, whatever. It's a nice hike. We get to the top and it was busy as fuck and it was windy, but it was a good view. So we're just sitting up there a while. And I like taking pictures of people taking pictures and we're at a view. So this is like... It's a red hot moment and um, got a few trying to be all sly about it because I know, I know it's like an insane thing to do, but it's also my hobby. So <laughs> my hobby is taking pictures of people taking pictures that if they saw me, they'd be like, that's a bit fucked up. <laughs> I don't know, man. I like it. Um, <laughs> I'm just grappling with the idea of, I don't know, anyway, whatever. <laughs> there was the best one. I oh, know, here's how I can justify it. You know that influencers in the wild Facebook page, Instagram page? They take fucking images and whatever of people and they don't know, so I'm fine. All right, yeah, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. The mob has spoken. If people like that, then they have to be fine with this because it's the same. All right, off the hook. Um, <laughs> there was this one girl who had her boyfriend there taking her photos and she stood up. I missed the best one. I got her afterwards in like a second post. She had like her hand up in the air, but I missed the one where she was facing out into the bay, you know, at the top of the mountain and the boyfriend was taking the picture from behind her and she had her hands outstretched in like a double piece sign. And it was, and there was like, it's like, you're not up here by yourself, mate. There's like legit 30 people on this crowded summit all sitting down, like eating, chatting, taking their own photos. This girl stands up in her fucking Lululemon. <laughs> Arms outstretched, double peace signs. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, you didn't climb Mount Kilimanjaro, mate. You went on a fucking one hour hike with guide rails. Calm down. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just jealous of the fact that she was able to do that and not question herself. You know what? Good for you, Lycra. That's going to be the picture this week is her, that picture of people taking, yeah, fuck yeah. That's a good one. I reckon I was going to do a picture of me because yes, I got the girl that I was with to take a picture of me. Yeah, I did. So I'm just as bad, except I'm worse because I was too scared to pose. So I just sat there staring at the you know, into the thing, like, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm all right. <sighs> what else have we got this week? I talked about meditation. That's good. I talked about camping. Um, oh, thanks for the people that have ordered T-shirts. Come on to all you fucking kings and queens out there. Kings and queens, let's say legends. Let's say legends. 
kings and queens it's 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 gender what is it called heteronormative gender normative whatever the fuck it is it assumes people's genders and i'm better than that um thanks to all the people that have ordered t-shirts i appreciate it uh i'm gonna send them off this week i'm gonna try and think of some other little little goodies to put in your bags that's very exciting and uh to anyone who wants some t-shirts fucking get involved because there's gonna be a bunch left i mean i ordered too i knew i was ordering too many and i did so you know what everything's going to plan and you can relax all right maybe every time i do that wait oh i've splashed tea on myself maybe every time i um I'd get defensive. I should start doing it in my mum's voice. What was my mum's voice again? I just think that's fine. I've ordered too many shirts, but you know what? I just think that that's okay. And if anyone else has a problem with that, well, that's just, I just think that that's a bit silly. <sighs> what else? What else? I don't have much of the podcast left, but I still like I got fucking time that I need to fill with my deal with myself. Um, oh, Tottenham Hotspur had a fucking win, didn't they? I know I've, I don't normally talk about sports, but actually, you know what I did when we went hiking? I um, I wore my spur. I took my Spurs shirt because I, I was like, I reckon um, that's like just, I didn't want di- to get any of my other shirts dirty. You know, that's what like a fucking football shirt's for. And I wore it and I planned, I was like, I'm going to wear this on the hike. I'm going to get a photo at the top and then I'm going to post that. And I knew that we had a big fucking Man City game that night. So I was like, I'll get in early, I'll post that, and then if we win, it'll look fucking sick. And we did win. And um, here's something actually interesting. My fucking mate, Kyle Legacy, who I know won't listen to this, <clears throat> but um, the fucking Kyle Legacy, Kyle Legacy, the fucking king of comedy, baby. Um, the disgusting Scouse Liverpool rat, Kyle Legacy, who's one of my dearest friends, um, posted on my picture... Some about like, oh, what are you going to fucking get up and watch the game? I know you're not going to, you know, because it was like 4.30 a.m. And he's absolutely right. I'm not going to get up and watch the game. He's like, you're not going to get up and watch that game. That's right, because I was predicting. I was like, he was like, he mentioned the shirt. He was like, oh, your shirt sucks. And I was like, I'm predicting. And I predicted the score, by the way, 2-0. And oh, my God, I fucking did predict it. Okay, I'm going on my Instagram. You can fucking see in the comment section, fucking Kyle Legacy. Rat fucking dog. <laughs> Where is it? Here we go. Go and even check the fucking date. This is two days ago. The, the game was one day ago, right? Kyle Legacy said, anything looks better than that shirt, you bail bum boy. Homophobic. I said, uh, I said, tonight, Spurs up 1-0. City equalizer in 85 minutes. Disallowed VAR. Bale scores straight after Spurs win 2-0. Bet the house on it, baby. We're going top. And Bale didn't equalize, but that we were up 1-0. They did score. It was disallowed for VAR. And then we scored a fucking second. That's pretty fucking good, huh? How I fucking bout it. And then here's what I've, I realized, right, about my insecurity. Because, like... My thing with football and with Spurs is like my relationship with Spurs is very much steeped in my relationship with my friend and fantastic comic David Alfie Ward who got me into the club and uh, I love the club but I also love Dave because he's my friend and that is my relationship with Spurs is really tied into that friendship. Um, I didn't grow up with it. 
I'm not from London as much as I like to identify with the club and I, you know, it's for me, I don't care. It bums me out when we lose, but only if I was watching. If I wasn't watching, I get annoyed for a second and then I'm just back to my life. But when we win, it does make me happy and I pay more attention when we're winning, obviously, because we're winning. It's exciting. I want to be part of something. But there's a level of guilt that I have for that because I feel like I'm not a real football fan. And I think Kyle has fucking latched onto that because he goes, no way your ass is staying up till 4.30 a.m. to watch that, you weak-ass fan, ha-ha. And um, here's what I realize. Here's how I'm fucking – I'm so bad at banter. (laughs) I'm like – I'm really not a bantersaurus, right, guys? I'm more of a – what am I more? I'm more of a little baby bitch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not really a Bantosaurus. I'm more of a Bantam weight. Okay, that's fucking good enough. Um, I realized that him having a go at me like that, no, like you're a fucking weak-ass fan, all that is is he's scared that we're going to win. He's scared. He's, he's scared that Spurs are actually going fucking top and we're going to win the Prem this year. And so he's getting, he's laying the groundwork there for his, if we win, he can go, ah, you don't get to celebrate because you're not a fucking real fan. And that realisation, oh, I mean, that just feels very, very good, doesn't it? To know that this fucking scousy little bit, and it's even better because Liverpool, winners last year, didn't even, the first time in what, 30 years that they won, they didn't even get to celebrate in their fucking stadium. (laughs) And now Spurs are going to win the title. I'm calling it. I'm getting fucking arrogant and cocky right now. And we're going to win the title and there's going to be a full 63,000 seat stadium in North London, bigger than Anfield, with a biggest fucking single tier and we're going to fucking lift the Premier League trophy there and you're going to be crying into your fucking beans in Liverpool, you little rat. (laughs) Anyway, that's the fucking podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.